0: And so I, I can't wait to see what kind of weird things people decide to do. They're just, you know, where are they going to be? Is like, I was going to, I have a party supposedly going to tomorrow. I was going to go as like Roger Ver, just cut my hair short, have a Bitcoin <laughs> shirt, and have the a, a Gion, and then like a old, <laughs> my, one of my old Taekwondo brown belts, and like put that on and just be like, you know, yeah. Bitcoin used to work, but now the fees are too high. And like, <laughs> oh, and, guess what we are live so hey everyone uh welcome to another fantastic show i am going to hit the quick intro graphic real quick if i can get that out and then we'll get going so hey everyone i have the fantastic pleasure of speaking to what appears oh no there you go you moved a little bit frozen man Colin instead I assume I'm saying that name correctly
1: is that right yep nailed it Colin instead like I was going to text you but I'm calling instead
0: (laughs) yeah I know host of calling it like it is which is a very you know obviously named show Uh, your video seems to be a little frozen it's kind of going you know not going very fast I wonder
1: why that is still good on my end on my little box down here in hangouts
0: yeah maybe turn it off and on again see what happens but as long as on, the, yeah. the voice works, because um, this will... Uh, there we go. It's a eh, cool. sort of. Whatever. As long as it, it's working, it's not working, it's all, all of the above. As long as you don't make any get frozen any really goofy faces, it's okay. But yeah, this also does go out, not live, but to a bunch of audio listeners. So, hey, audio listeners. So, I like to remind people of this cool thing right here. This is... The Tree Crypto Super Chat. So if you go to cointr.ee slash the desert lakes, and you can just leave a crypto donation with a message and it pops up live here. So if you want to ask me questions live on air or, you know, make fun of this freeze framey stuff we got going on here, absolutely be my guest. And it'll pop up there again, just like, Glorious capitalism—you have to pay if you want something. There's no free lunch. I mean, you can't actually say something in the live chat itself, but you know, I can't guarantee I'll pay attention to that, or, or I'll just like chat in the live chat. Hey, say it with money, and maybe I'll pay attention. That's how this stuff works. So, uh, we got a bunch of fun stuff to talk about today because, um, it is always a crazy day in the crypto world. Um, the first up that is central bank cryptos. So first off That's like
1: a that's a oxymoron.
0: Yeah. I think so. So it looks like um what is it? The what is this thing about the um, JPM coin? Let me actually read this. Uh JPM coin or JP Morgan coin debut marks the start of blockchain's value drip driven adoption cycle. Okay. Okay there, big guy and then we have of course the um new huawei phones are getting set up with like a digital yuan wallet and stuff and of course all that comes on the heels of paypal paypal deciding to add a whole bunch of cryptocurrencies kind of but you know you can't deposit or withdraw so they're just kind of like semi-existent semi-not so first off what's your take on this push towards you know Institutions are coming, or rather, big institutional giants getting into the whole um, the whole crypto world.
1: I mean, it's gotta just be like a marketing ploy, really, because like, I mean, they they say it's a central bank crypto, and that like each individual dollar cent or whatever is an actual individual mm-hmm. unit, right? But like, <laughs> just print more, like who gives a shit, right? And so I don't know, it just seems very contradictory to me. I, I think it is just like a marketing thing, like oh. We are, we now have U.S. bank dollars, but it's just like a dollar at the end of the day. So like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't matter if they put out their own coin because it's still going to be a digital dollar, anyways. Like, what's the difference between it? Just like a number in your bank account. There's there's not a difference. It just to me it seems like it's adding complexity to the banking system where it doesn't have any benefits at all. And so it's just got to be a marketing thing. <laughs> I don't really know yeah. what else, like what it would be really besides. The only thing I could see is maybe like cheaper ACH payments, but from the bank's perspective, they're not the ones actually paying for that, right? It's the mm-hmm. customer paying for it. So, I, I guess I could see maybe interbank transfers being cheap, cheaper with this, but um, I, I don't know. It just seems like a marketing ploy at the end of the day. Yeah,
0: it could be. I mean, I'm trying to think about because from my perspective. Uh, The reason why crypto and blockchain are cool is because they're decentralized tech. They let people actually do stuff in a decentralized, semi-trustless way, where otherwise you need one party to kind of do everything. And that's kind of the benefit you get from that. Now, I don't think that these companies or banks or whatever really benefit from that side of it. So what is it? Is it just a slow, expensive database? Are they leveraging a whole bunch of different partners like, say, all the Fed uh branches the federal reserve branches are going to be running fedcoin nodes and it just m- kind of like diffuses the risk of like one central spot like are there some minor technical improvements that you kind of do there i mean to be honest the banking system beyond its centralized horribleness does suck beyond that it just <laughs> like so this is a little slight bit of a long-winded story but Um, a friend of mine was participating in a there's this weird app called dash queen which is basically a beauty pageant where you vote by spending sending dash directly to these contestants and so this friend of mine wanted to join up and she wanted to have some of her friends uh, like the host families and stuff when she was staying in the u.s uh, join in and like help her and so they were trying to go buy some dash so they could vote for in dash queen and they did it through uphold again this is not an Uphold dump. They're a great service. But they had to wait 67 days to move the <laughs> results of their ACH transfer. And I actually, um, chatted a bit, I actually chatted with Uphold after that. I had them on the Dash podcast that I run every other week on the off weeks from this. And they said, yeah, it's you realize that like 65 days in or whatever, ACH transfers are reversible. Like the person on the other who initiates them can like reverse them like two months later. Jesus. And like, who the hell uses this stuff? Like, what year is it? You know? It's like Robert Williams the beard. What year is this? I have no idea. Uh,
1: 65 days. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. That's so, so ridiculous. And
0: it's not all not all Fiat Tech is that bad, but a lot of it is that bad. So um I wonder how much of that is like a technical overhaul. And how much of that is like a marketing gimmick to just say blockchain, but you can trust
1: us and no, no dark web. Right. Or it's like almost like a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, they hear actual Bitcoin. It's like, well, my bank does that too. Like I just use my bank's coin. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. So it's like, like preemptive shielding from actual crypto. It's just like, hey, we use our bank crypto. It's just as good. <laughs> that is pretty funny though because
0: um many been a few years, like two, three years ago, this YouTube persona comedian who does like the bro science live videos, Don Mazzetti, he had this one line and one thing, oh just PayPal me some Bitcoin. And guess what? Like several years later, now you will be able to PayPal someone some Bitcoin. <laughs> That'll
1: be pretty right. crazy. Right. Yeah, I actually saw a thread on a uh, cryptocurrency that R slash cryptocurrency today where they like they bought crypto today mm-hmm. on PayPal. It's just like, <laughs> I was on like screenshot that sending like I bought crypto on PayPal today. Like cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, you. So how much have you kept up with the PayPal integration thing?
1: Uh, uh fairly closely. I I did my last show on it, and like I I I've, I did a show when they first announced it. It was in like June or something too. I just went through a bunch of like horrible maxi takes on it at the time, but uh, that was like my number eighty-two, mm-hmm. and so that was in June. So I've kept up fairly closely with it.
0: Yeah. So have they actually provided anything regarding an assurance that there is actually crypto that they have that when you buy some, so they know, like, we have a bunch of we bought a whole bunch available and it's here. And even when you buy and sell it, just the big pot of Bitcoin they have, they just say this belongs to this guy. They haven't actually confirmed that they actually own any of this stuff.
1: Right. So like what they really could do is just like, hey, you have Bitcoin. But you can't actually use it anymore. So, like when you sell it, they either gotta take your take your losses or give out gains. Like, yeah, they really could just do that. They don't have any coins right now. And even when they do enable um, the actual merchant spending with it, where you can spend your Bitcoin and then it just mm-hmm. auto converts to fiat for the merchant, uh, even then they could do the same thing because nobody actually touches like private keys at all. So they could do the same do the same thing then. Uh, the only time they'd actually need to hold any Bitcoin uh, would be if people can actually withdraw or deposit actual coins but so um yeah at least cash app has it (laughs) yeah that was the uh
0: someone mentioned that they i forget who some rando on twitter which is you know 90 percent of the people i know is uh mentioned something about just like with cash app they they didn't have withdrawals or deposits initially and then eventually they enabled it like they might just be wanting to keep it all closed circle you know until they can iron out the kinks and make sure that this stuff doesn't go off the rails, which is a right. very optimistic thing, but I would act, I would probably subscribe to that. Like 60%, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably what they're doing. Although there's like, you know, the remaining 20% is probably they just know people are never going to use BTC with like the horrific fees so they're just going to not move it and then just move it on their internal ledger so basically PayPal is Bitcoin scaling solution now the the other 20% is this is all just a scam it's kind of like Tether where it's like well kind of backed by some sort of fake money maybe and it's just all like okay well whatever
1: yeah it's um it'll be interesting because like if they do actually do withdrawals and deposits I would say it's actually a good thing Mm because you can spend your Bitcoin like so many places now um, I don't actually have a PayPal account anymore. Um, mm-hmm. recipes, but, uh, so I can't actually try it out, but I think that would be a net positive. if You can deposit and withdraw cause you know, it's like, a, it's like a stepping stone. Like I don't think this whole PayPal integration is a bad thing per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's like a good thing. Either. Yeah. Um, so I, they might, there's been no actual talk about deposits or withdrawals from PayPal like mm-hmm. at all yet. So, um, that's remained to be seen. Like they haven't even said, Hey, we're going to do this in the future. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's something that I've noticed is I, I'm pretty sure like the
0: PayPal offering itself, other than having more people move in and out of crypto, which is, you know, is good for the price and stuff. It's more of a, a marketing tool for the crypto world, whereas it's like, oh, even PayPal uses it. Because so, I mean, around here, I've been spending crypto for many, many years. And a lot of merchants, you know, they have to do some like separate, they have to install a separate app that they switch to when they go take it and it's yep. the, the anypay app which is a fantastic app it works super well however it's still some of these point of sales they can't like open a separate app it just doesn't work and so they're always the number one objection i hear with merchants it's not volatility cuz we can convert it's not customers cuz we promise a giant meetup to move do there what they their big thing is can i integrate into my normal point of sale system and it's always like, well, and just treat it like cash, whatever. Just it, it's all. And you, half the time they'll mess with it, half the time they won't. Now, getting integrated into things like I believe there's some work on getting into some things like some major point of sale uh, providers. But as soon as PayPal's in there, and everyone can take PayPal, therefore take crypto kind of the same way, then you can like I think uh what was it Square clover cake or one of those kind of point of sale things they had they had a in their little app store thing that they have with plugins they had like a no crypto policy but once they have paypal now they have crypto now you can start getting other things in there now you can start talking to hey you want to take crypto you know paypal does that stuff but this is just like easier and then all right
1: yeah yeah that's hey here's here's your invoice
0: (laughs) which but, but uh shout out to not only any pay for doing BIP 70 invoices, but also the Bitcoin.com wallet with one pizza tonight. And I went, when did it and good, thing supported currency, you can just pay to that one. And it's just like, it's pretty
1: magical. Oh yeah. That's nice.
0: Yeah. So on the, on the subject of fake Bitcoin, uh, we ha- can't not mention Ethereum, right? So <laughs> supposedly nearly, uh, so first off, um, that makes sense that like the biggest thing you'd want to do is you know bitcoin everyone wants to do bitcoin but the fees are like what like did they jump up like 15 bucks on average today or something
1: yeah they were pretty they've been pretty ridiculous the last couple of days uh here let me check it's just like you know it's it's whenever the young people use bitcoin just to speculate crypto in general so when um the volatility's up the fees go up it's just mm-hmm. literally been a consistent pattern yeah i'm looking at the mempool right now and it's uh next block fee is like 250 Satoshi per byte right now, which is probably about 10 bucks yeah of ethereum. And I have no idea
0: why because <laughs> the scaling problems get I mean Bitcoin I has a much lower capacity. However, the scaling problems when they hit Ethereum hit them hard and fast like yeah, yeah. because of all the things that are automatically running on it just isn't just individual sending and receiving. And I guess there's a lot of ETH 2.0 scaling hopes, hopium, whatever you want to call it, that I don't know if people are just basing it on that or they're just running on momentum, but like why would you scale, you know? It's just like, it's almost like Tether, you know, backed by fake money, backed by a fake money, you know? And it's like unscalable coin that's scaled by an unscalable coin right now. It's a little weird how that, that shakes out.
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, everybody's building on Ethereum because, um, I think that's just where like all the, all the gen money is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I don't have any like better explanation for it. It's just, it seems, it's always like the more simpler the explanation, the primary Yeah, it is. Like that's where, that's where the speculation has, has been going. So, uh, I mean, if there's money in it, yeah, you're going to, you're going to build on it and try and get some of that money. So, uh, yeah, but it, the scaling problems are horrible. Like I, I tried some farming Last couple months or whatever, just to get into the hype. So everybody's talking about and yield farming, right. which is hilarious. Yeah, that I,
0: just now, everyone just shortens it to farming. Like I, yeah. I grew up on a cattle ranch; <laughs> I was an actual farmer. Now this is all yield
1: farming stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's been shortened. Uh, and I mean, the gas fees on that were just ridiculous. And the thing was, the, the thing that makes Ethereum actually worse than Bitcoin in some respects is that your Ethereum transaction can just like be completely rejected if you don't have the right gas limit, and you lose all your transaction fees. And so basically what happens is if you send money or whatever to a smart contract and you don't pay enough gas to the miner and they like try to go through the calculations of your transaction and they run out of they run out of gas. They like they don't get to the end of the calculations. It'll just completely drop the transaction and you lose your entire transaction fee. And so if your wallet basically you have to pay more than you think you're going to. It's like worse than BTC because at least BTC, your transaction will just like sit in the mempool like forever until it gets confirmed someday when the mempool clears. Mm-hmm. But ETH just like gets canceled and you lose your money. So like, yeah, It makes me want to shit, shit on ETH more, but it's like at least they're innovating, I guess. But yeah, they're both just atrocious. It's just so bad. Like, the current state of crypto is just transaction fees.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and like I remember... Back in late 2017, when the Litecoin fees went to like an average of two dollars a fee uh, transaction. Well, wait, like what year was day that? 2017. It was okay. Back when out every single college bro who was next to me in the bar was talking about <laughs> how they bought everything on Coinbase and stuff. It was like yeah. literally that. Coinbase got overrun. Bitcoin was like fifty dollars a transaction or something awful like that. Yeah. Ethereum had a bunch of cats going through it, so that you couldn't do that either. And this the yep. next down the Coinbase list was Litecoin. So Litecoin got like two hundred and fifty thousand transactions in a day, and this fees shot up to one and two dollar fees for a couple of glorious moments. And then yeah, it was you know, went back to when everything went back to normal and now we're <laughs> now we're perma. this is interesting though, because this this is a perma congestion era for ethereum ethereum used to have yeah. like bad times but now it's just all the time like bitcoin and right. it's i don't know how like half these ethereum tokens are supposed to be scaling ethereum like omg and loop ring and stuff like that and chain link but don't they all aren't they all like ERC 20 tokens that take gas i don't understand how it works but if they're all there like shouldn't they be scaling it by now
1: yeah it's um i guess i'm, I'm not sure on the exact process but it's like the same argument when mm-hmm. you can use if it's like trying to get a lightning network you have to open a channel and then pay an on train transaction fee and so i think i mean i guess if you buy like link on an exchange you're just like on the link smart contract and then you mm-hmm. just transact and link i guess i'm not really sure exactly how that scaling works uh, specifically so i don't want to talk too much on it but yeah if, if your base is shit like why are you building on it right you're not going to build a, a a house on a foundation that is just like shitty so you know uh, again it's like the more simple the explanation the better and that that's what it is it's just like what the fuck is everybody doing yeah. and it, it just it just permeates the fact that the majority of crypto right now is just pure speculation because uh, if you if you're trying to use crypto as money you're not going to pay transaction fees and the top 2 coins are ridiculous transaction fees right now so it's just it just it just yeah it's just crypto is just fucked yeah, right now say. it's a little it's a little goofy,
0: which does remind me about um something else I saw that supposedly about, about 24% of Ethereum is now on exchanges. And that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot it means people are using it a lot, people are staking stuff or doing whatever. Uh the thing that makes it interesting, so if 25% of Bitcoin was on exchanges, for example, that means that if something happened There was a hack, people stole a bunch of money, they could then affect the price dramatically. But it's not a security threat. And the same right now applies to Ethereum. But if you're moving to a proof of stake system, 25% is 25% of like governance and consensus. So if you could just, like, what if that number went up to like 50%? And then all you could have to do is, you know, have state actors just talk to all the exchanges and just say, hey, you know reverse start reversing transactions change this thing it's like whoops it's kind of like the china problem with mining if you have like 75 percent of your hash rate going from you know directed in china there could be some issues where that could mess up with consensus at some point if there was you know something going on
1: yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely interesting because how much did you say coinbase had or it was an article it was like seven percent or something like that of all ethereum coinbase (laughs) i think so
0: um what i do remember more distinctly about coinbase and their holdings is i believe they were i don't know if you remember a couple years ago there was that headline that a single actor was supposedly moving around about like 60 percent of like like Litecoin supply it was something (laughs) it was the majority i believe that was tied to coinbase and I don't think that Coinbase itself has it all there, but as far as all the customers, everything moving around, maybe they were moving with some other service, but uh, and that's that's pretty Titanic, and so that's one thing that it did. I think we're gonna have to start figuring out is when you have um, proof of stake coins, which there's more and more, there's fewer and fewer, you know, ones that are, you know, what would you call it, like manual transmission coins as it were who run on trusty old proof of work now there's more and more yeah. and, uh, <laughs> proof of stake ones you're going to have to start worrying about if those coins are all on exchanges because remember um, remember Justin Sun's whole thing with uh, the the steam collusion where all the yeah. exchanges just like voted and then he was like oh whoops my bad i thought it were just all doing this <laughs> it's like yeah what <laughs> it's like a i think it's a textbook um, definition of embezzlement, right? Of taking funds that aren't yours and using them for another purpose.
1: The, he, yeah, I guess you could kind of use that definition that way. Yeah, but yeah, it's just if there's that many coins on a on an exchange, which are if they're that big enough, it' that many coins. They're they fall under U.S. law. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, and so like if you have if you're dealing in the hundreds of millions of dollars in volume, like the U.S., you're under the U.S problem usually and mm-hmm. so uh yeah there's no reason why the u.s couldn't step in and do what they want throw throw a vote here or there otherwise we shut your exchange down so yeah that i mean that's definitely it's definitely a concern and again it, it it's just a it's just a symptom of the whole crypto industry being run by gambling
0: <laughs> yeah and by the way we did just get a Super chat of a great 50 cents of Bitcoin cash from David Bond. He says, oh, hey, guys. Shit? All right. Yeah, I,
1: I just saw you posted uh, an episode with him uh, was it yesterday or something. I'll have to yeah, check I, out. Yeah, I
0: posted. I was trying to upload it earlier in the day, but it was yesterday, and then I shared it out today. Yeah, it was gotcha. a fun chat. But yeah, so hi, David Bond, okay. or if you want to tag him on Twitter, hello, David Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he says, in the other live shot, he was testing it. Okay, well, thank you. That That's why you're such a cheapskate. Um.
1: So I, I have a question. <laughs> yes. I have a question about Cointree. It says pending confirmations right there? Yeah. Why does it say that? So I don't know.
0: I think it's, so Cointree is a project of the wonderful Naomi Brockwell and company. <laughs> and uh-huh. it's not a for-profit venture. It's just like a fun little side project. And so I don't, I, I think that's, whatever apis they use or whatever i usually use dash for the live chat thingy here and mm. if the if whatever apis they were using uh recognized in instant and transactions it would be in under two seconds confirmed right but it just says right. pending confirmations but i'm glad it shows up there anyway because yeah i mean what kind of a jerk would you have to be to um uh, like double <laughs> spend double a super spend chat just be <laughs> yeah. like oh 50 bucks wow thanks oh, i'll definitely read your your you know comment which has like a you know it's a vulgar comment or whatever and you right, just take right, it right. back <laughs> in which case i would maybe i have to have like a, a rule where if it's btc if someone super chats me with the BTC, <laughs> I gotta wait until it's got at least one confirmation. It's
1: <laughs> confirmation, <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, uh, in case if yeah. you didn't notice, I do check the messages before I display them on screen because the very first time I made like a, a, a video on how to do this, um, someone sent me uh, like a two cent donation with like a million N-bombs in there. <laughs> I had to go like delete Jesus that. Christ. It did not happen live, thankfully. So I just screen live
1: just in case. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, gotten, I've gotten some stuff. I mean, I, I've used that tip Cash, which obviously is a little more limited on the coins it offers, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it was always funny in the beginning, like I'd have like haters from BSV coming around like sending me coins and stuff and they, they would say stuff nothing quite like that but it, it was always funny when i was like on twitch or something and i would just like have the voice to speech on and just like people talking shit about my mom and stuff i was <laughs> like thanks i guess for sending me money to say that like <laughs> yeah well, whatever
0: happened to bsv haters they used to be like a thing everywhere and now they kind of quieted down or they just stick to their own stuff or maybe <sighs> i'm just not in on their hit list so they're just not around
1: I mean, yeah, it's probably part hit list. I noticed like, I I don't know if it's just more like they've echo chambered, echo chamber, echo chambered themselves more. Mm -hmm. I see a couple here and there. Uh, I know I blocked a couple, couple of them, just yeah, because they're always on your shit, like talking. But um, yeah, I I think they just echo chambered. I've noticed. I haven't followed them too closely, but I noticed they're like trying to rally around, rally against Craig now, and so they're like, be like, oh, BSV isn't Craig and Calvin, like there's a whole community of us too, but it's like, okay, like who controls the protocol though? Dummies. Uh, and so uh, that, that's, a, that's always entertaining. Is that like, Oh, these guys are frauds? Like no shit. <laughs> Welcome to 20, 2018. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is, that's a very, and it, this is like a several hour long subject, I'm sure. But like when talking about governance and what you decide and things like that, um, some people like, for example, I, I used to, for for an example, and I, I don't want to go too deep into politics on this because everyone's gonna go crazy on me. Uh, but I got in the beginning in 2016, I was like scratching my head as anyone likes this like Trump dude because he's like, what the hell does he say? He sounds really dumb. He sounds like a mean person. Like, and <laughs> you know, like you can't support half these things he says, right? And then over time, I sort of realized that people are supporting for very specific reasons so like, yeah i don't care about all that stuff but this thing is super important to me and i'm doing it and so i think that we kind of thought that with the bsv split a lot of people might have mistakenly thought that this was just people who bought craig and calvin's stuff that just like what, what was the end split of the hash rate or something
1: um i mean it just settles to the price point at the end of the day so um it was probably like is it like a 60 30 is it a yeah that's probably pretty accurate or you know 70
0: 30 60
1: 70 30 70 30 probably accurate um because i mean i think the price settled like 300 to 200 ish Mm -hmm. around there so like two thirds yeah
0: so i don't think that was like a third of the Bitcoin Cash community was just like this guy Satoshi, all, like awesome. And I know, you know, I know a few people in the BSV community, oddly enough, because you know, I never, I never asked for this, but it just, you know, it happened. <laughs> um, you know, my buddy uh, Kurt, Workert, who was who is on yeah. the first episode of this. He's a great dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't agree with him on a lot of that stuff, but he's a solid dude, and like some other people. Uh, but there's a lot of people that just their entire reason for being in bitcoin and then bitcoin cash and then finally sv is this bitcoin originalism where they didn't want anything to be tampered with and the only thing that they wanted is bigger blocks that btc didn't give them and they just wanted to just build cool stuff on it and i for whatever reason they didn't like stuff that abc was doing what was it the canonical transaction ordering or like I don't even know what it was.
1: Yeah, that was the, that was like the, I don't know if red herring is the right word, but that, that was was used as like the rallying cry, like ABC's RUG development team, which obviously, so, you know, well, yeah, they kind of are now, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think a lot of those people, yeah, I think it was like half Craig supporters and like half they just didn't like ABC. Yeah. And the half that didn't like ABC, hey, come back to Bitcoin Cash in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: that's gonna be um, but that's what that's gonna be interesting with the whole political thing of it is how people, because people picked Craig, but that's not necessarily the number one thing they wanted for. just like we're gonna build a wall, make the Mexicans pay for it. Like a lot of people that voted for that guy didn't care anything for that message or those priorities. They just wanted other stuff. and but they got both, right? So before we dive deep into this whole uh, hash war thing, um, let me just we I got hit with a a super chat from once again David Bond. He says, What's your favorite wallets? What are some features you must have and what are some 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 deal breaker? Some some deal breaker. Okay. I don't know exactly what some some deal breaker is, but I can probably guess.
1: What are some deal
0: breakers? So my favorite I'm trying to think of all the ones I've I've been a fan of Edge for a while. In the early days I liked Coinomi a lot. Um the big one of course is the what official mobile dash wallet is a big one. I like that one. It is very clean user experience. It's just really fast. You can, you know, get to exactly what you want really easy. Now, as far as what are the actual deal breakers and things like that, first off, um, if it doesn't have like if it's just one of those things that has like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum type thing, and that's it. If it doesn't have enough coins, it's either got to be the special for the coin that I'm trying to use, or it's got to have like a ton of coins. But the big, so the big thing, honestly, BIP70 support. And a lot of people don't know even know what that means, but basically uh, everywhere I spend crypto locally around me uses this point of sale system called AnyPay, which has uh, BIP70 Um, payment codes basically and most wallets now that I know of do support it I know Edge supports it I know the official Dash one does I know Bitcoin.com's wallet does Um, I think HandCash does too there's like a bunch of different wallets that do Um, Coinomi does not right now so if you're listening anyone with Coinomi I do use your wallet but I can't actually buy anything with it because you don't support this stuff so boo that's like a big thing I think it has to have that um it has to have a really easy way to just get to transact so if i were to show um and i'll get of course colin's input on these priors the basic um dash experience from here i hit the app and then as soon as i open up i can do a quick send or receive before i even hit the pin screen so i can just hit a quick receive and someone pays me right there so that is it doesn't have to be just like that but just having to go through five different screens just to use the one thing you want from this thing it's like no no why why do i need to do that can't i just do what i want right away so um, also if you got a like a multi-coin wallet i do like an integrated and really easy to use swap system like a old school shape shift and stuff so what are some of your things colin what do you like on in a wallet
1: Uh, well, it's gotta be Bitcoin Cash. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I use Bitcoin.com wallet and Electron Cash wallet. That's really all I really use at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just don't really have any use for any multi coin apps. Mm -hmm. Um, at the moment. I mean, I guess I have made a mask for you know when I'm uh, doing some honest farming. Um, but that that's about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. there's not really there's been there was Badger Wallet a while as far as a web wallet for Bitcoin Cash. It's appreciated though. And abandoned but oh, uh, I think there's another another one popping I forget what it's called I, I know the devs devs name but I, I can't remember what the actual wallet is called so uh, another mo- mobile for Bitcoin cash is cool it's Just like I love being able to use like Ethereum to like log into stuff MetaMask to log into mm-hmm. stuff I think that's awesome and so web is cool uh, BIP 70 like 100% because uh, I, I, I use BitPay. I, I use cheap air all the time mm-hmm. uh, for a wall for hotels and flights so it's got a BIP 70 um and yeah like like you said like going through all those steps sucks uh bitcoin.com wall is awesome because you can create multiple wallets in it i really like that um how you can just create multiple different wallets and kind of keep your funds organized a little bit mm-hmm. and then uh electron cash is cool just because it does every feature <laughs> yeah uh, like literally anything you could want and so that obviously has bip 70 and yeah i, I use Crescent cash before Pox wallet, but it is, is it's a little clunky. The UX needs a little cleaning up. It's, it's another mobile wallet, but it does have this really cool feature like instant send, mm-hmm. where you literally just like you turn it on and put like a um, you needed to have you just send zero comp funds. Oh, for sure. Yes, <laughs> for sure. For sure. It has this instant send thing where you could put like a maximum of like 200 bucks. And then anytime you scan like a BIP 70, it just like sends it like that, like no swipe or anything. I yeah. use that in Australia a lot of times. It's just like at restaurants when I was going eating Bitcoin Cash stuff every every day, twice a day. And that was really awesome. Just like literally move your phone over and scan it. So that was really cool. Yeah. So that- that I love um, that, instance and,
0: that would be a very interesting now that it reminds me that would be a really interesting thing because as i showed with the dashboard thing, you open it and you can just hit a quick scan or quick receive yeah and when you scan yeah. it then that's when you put in the pin to send but mm. it would be good to have a pin threshold of if it's right. like under or over this amount usd then yep. you need a pin or you don't and that would be nice but Electrons Cash yeah. is so scary so is that the, one with the <laughs> coin shuffle in it as well
1: Yeah, the Cash Fusion is the the fanciest one right now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I just lost my train of thought. Uh, Mm -hmm. The instant said, yeah, I don't really like have any like pins on my wallets because my my phone itself has like a lock on it. So Mm -hmm. um, I I guess that kind of serves as my mobile wallet lock to begin with. Yeah. So. I mean,
0: it also depends on how much money you keep on phones, which is probably. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. No more than a couple hundred bucks for sure. Yeah. I mean, if it was thousands, yeah, but I, I wouldn't do that anyways. So yeah, yeah, Electrum sure. like, Cash is it definitely needs a UX upgrade. I, I've been telling them they need a simple mode and an advanced mode. That's just like a flip of a switch that you can mm-hmm. s- switch on and off, and then like a privacy mode to turn on Cash Fusion. Yeah, it, it it's definitely a scary. It's it's like something you would you'd put in a a hacker movie. Mm-hmm. For people like in their bitcoins. <laughs> like, yeah. Gotta go through my Bitcoin wallet. Go through gotta choose the right coins and the right UTXOs to send.
0: That's the thing. I that type of shit. I do weird. use um Dash Electrum, which is basically Electron Cash but Dash version and right. has all the, the right. mixing and stuff in there too and all that. And it's you know, it's a little clunky. I, I enjoy it. They have a mobile one too. I like that one too, but it's also, you know, advanced and clunky. uh so we were talking about we're going to go on this like civil war type thing right because as we hit with the bsv thing um so people broke off from btc way back in the dizay of 2013 it's like in, in you know or 2017 i mean
1: like 20 years ago yeah
0: it feels like 20 years but it's only <laughs> yeah. 3 years so crypto years yeah, yeah. It's, it's been 84 years or whatever the the <laughs> reference is but uh um, When there was a split, essentially the one thing that people all agreed on was we don't like this limited block size. We want to be able to just, you know, have more capacity on chain. And so that's kind of what was the Bitcoin Cash zeitgeist. Now, um, ABC was sort of the... this is where you know, a lot of people get veins popping out when I <laughs> characterize this as such. But ABC was sort of the founding team of Bitcoin Cash, as you know, the implementation that went and did it. When I when I told Roger that, he was like, "Yeah, well, he, he was also maybe paid by some people as well." And some of the, it's like, "Okay, maybe he was, but just just admit it. It was kind of like the founding <laughs> team, which doesn't yeah. mean you own anything necessarily, but right, you go do that, and then, then you have." the great split with BSV where people disagreed on too many of the evolutionary changes going on, essentially also, you know, Craig Wright is Lord and savior. There was like that sort of thing that split off. And now we're already seeing the little split, the, I wouldn't say split because there's not like a clean break, but there you could see the, um, you could see the uh, disagreement between the two camps in that group. And so, at first, I thought, "Oh, it's just the Craig people." Once we get rid of that, it's just going to be Bitcoin Cash. But no, now there's been this this uh, the minor tax, as it was called for a very a long time. This whole idea.
1: Oh, it's not a tax, bro.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I just say it. This concept of the minor tax has been around for a while, um, or just basically protocol level pro- protocol funding from the protocol, and. It hit a bunch of different iterations. Um, I remember there was like a voluntary minor contribution from the, from the pools. When, when was that in the stage of that? Do you remember?
1: Sorry, the, the voluntary.
0: Yeah, they were gonna Like a bunch of mining pools got together and they are at some conference and they were going to voluntarily give like one or 2% of their proceeds to fund protocol development or something. And that never really happened.
1: Uh, it was probably uh, a while ago. I know, like something like this tax, whatever was has like been talked about for a mm-hmm. while, like a couple of years at least. Like it, people, people on the ABC side will say, and I agree with them. on this point, is that it's been a hot topic for a while, mm-hmm. and many miners have wanted it because they're sick of the free rider problem. Free riders, uh, kind of a loaded word, but they were they were sick of this problem about their developers not having enough funding so they wanted all to get together and say how do we fund this and how about some type of pools give their money and so i don't know exactly like what meeting that was that you're specifically referencing but i know it's been around for a while
0: but uh, yeah yeah and there's been you know back and forth on how to do it so in your opinion first because i've you know i kind of see what what's being said and i haven't done you know extensive research into behind behind the rhetoric but is there or was there a funding problem to begin with that's kind of the the narrative i've heard from i guess people like roger i suppose is that there was always funding it's just because abc doesn't get as much as they want it's a market signal that maybe the market doesn't like what they're doing but there's always plenty of funding for protocol development so do you think there is plenty of funding for protocol development do you think there's not enough funding or is it somewhere in between like What's your take? Because I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess the money is probably, like, in Bitcoin cash somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just a matter of, like, extracting. Mm-hmm. It. And so, and giving it to the right people. Cause like, uh, Roger probably says that, I mean, himself, he could probably, like, fund. I, I don't know exactly what ABC, like, wants to, like, say they're fully funded. I, don't, I think it's, like, $3 million a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Roger probably has that somewhere. -hmm. It's just a matter of like seeing his return on it. And it's just yeah, maybe ABC they didn't want to give it to ABC. I know uh ABC themselves is like this sounds very cliche, but they they haven't been like nice to people, right? Like they haven't been appreciated, they haven't like worked together with people. Um I've been in in chat rooms where they like literally like shit talk anybody and everybody, like the, Mm -hmm. the main ABC devs. They like well, this guy, he doesn't understand game theory. And now he's like talking to this guy. And so like, now he's a a bad guy too. And, but then they still expect money from these people. And it's like, you have to, you have to work together, even though you may not agree with everything that people say, you can't just like be shit talking to people all the time. And so not, I think competent, we can call it that. Right, right, right. And and like, yeah, this does bring politics in the crypto, but I mean, crypto itself is political. Like, Mm -hmm um You can't get rid of politics. I mean, it wouldn't be we wouldn't be here if crypto wasn't political. Like mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. Always be nothing to talk about. And so, yeah, I think the funding is there. Like the funds are possibly there. It's just a matter of like people not trusting ABC to do what they want with it. I know they've been ringing these alarm bells, like "Hey, we need funding." Hey, we need funding. Hey, we need funding. And yeah, they haven't got it. And so that's kind of where we are now. They are they found a way to get their funding and uh, it's gonna be on a new chain most likely so um yeah it's kind of my take on it i guess i don't think it's like a whole lot of people that have the funding so like because bitcoin cash is small like there's not a whole i think there's de- there's definitely whales in bitcoin cash but there's mm-hmm. not a lot of whales and so you have to kind of pander like a better word to these yeah. whales if you want funding like that's just that's just how it is whale pander yeah whale panda. is I mean, he on the magical crypto friends well, <laughs> whale pander yes he is he's he's the yeah. he's he's the panda yeah whale panda. yeah <laughs>
0: yeah but that's uh so it's the i'm trying to figure out like the whole free rider problem thing because when you do have something that everyone can kind of use the protocol development everyone sort of benefits from it um how do you extract it from, pe- from other people? Now, so what I my, my understanding is right now some people, some mining pools are paying ABC right now, even though it's not the split hasn't happened. So what if every single like every single protocol out there, every single implementation, decided to have their own little mini IFP in there? And so you guess you just automatically pay to the one that you're using, kind of thing. And you know, even though, and then they're all sort of in consensus. This is where it gets a little bit weird about like what would actually be in consensus or not. But like, and then therefore, you know, if if say ABC starts doing stuff people don't like, then they just move it over to Bitcoin Cash node, and then the money starts going into them if the block.
1: It's like vote live with your
0: money, sort of thing.
1: Like, is do you think that's the best solution? I think that's what ABC thinks will happen on their chain Mm -hmm. Um, because they would say, well, if this doesn't work, you can just pay somebody else. But then again, like you said, it's a matter of consensus. Like it's going to be a different address then. And like, does ABC think that address is in consensus, you know? So, but as far as like, if that would actually work, if, you know, we have all these different teams and all their addresses are within the consensus rules. I guess maybe but it it just brings like a whole nother like level of of politics i know crypto is politics but Mm -hmm. um it's this is like directly putting politics like at the protocol level with real money and so um it does it literally changes the incentives of it all and i know they'll go and quote the white paper saying any changes any changes in rules or incentives can be uh, Enforced by hash power is, is about the quote. They'll say, well, uh, we're changing the incentives because that's okay, because it's just can. But uh, I, I just, at the end of the day, I think it's way too drastic of a change for, for Bitcoin. I, I think it just, it um, it's, it centralizes the, the funds, it centralizes the protocol layer. Like, um, the best example would be if, like, if core. Mm-hmm said we're going to take eight percent of the block rewards like that would never ever happen (laughs) yeah that would never happen there'd be a huge 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 outcry and there is a huge outcry Bitcoin cash is just in relation to crypto it's not that big (laughs) yeah now
0: my take on that I think the outcry has nothing to do with the eight percent or very little to do with the eight percent and has almost everything to do with deciding that everyone's going to pay eight percent so no. when Zcash came around, right. And Zcash had like the ultimate, I have like, you know, 20%, what was it 20% of the block reward for the first few years. And I mean, people were just like, all right, all right. Zcash, and someone did a Z classic, but no one cared, you know, because they wanted the team that was, you know, behind right. Zcash, they want them to be funded. And like that worked out fine. And then at some point they, when they came to re up, so to speak then basically electric coin companies like, well, we're not going to work on Zcash without money. And so they kind of like, I I did not at all pay attention to how they got consensus on like the community wanted this. Like, how do you even determine that? But they right. apparently determined it. They re-upped the founder's reward, except most of it is supposedly going to some major grants foundation that no one from the Zcash Foundation or the electric coin company is involved with. And so it's like, which kind of reminds me of like the, the council, the Je- what are the Jedi mm-hmm. council of the a- ABC <laughs> people, whatever uh, that a, is. And the global network
1: council is. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, but it, like if Zcash had just had like a 4% or a 6% block reward going towards the electric coin company forever and not just like five years, but like forever, then you have no problems really like you just right. it just solved no one's like well it's central it's like well that's kind of what we bought into when we did this it's a decentralized coin run centrally by a team and you know developments run centrally at least so i don't know like do you think if a so obviously the dev team takeover sentiment was extremely hot in late 2017 but if abc had said okay we're going to get we're going to do like a three percent block reward ifb if they implemented that with the, the split i'm sure there had been too, there could have been too much confusion going on people were like oh, all right whatever this is the spendable bitcoin cash oh it's just dev and probably wouldn't have gotten as much enthusiasm because oh it's just a money grab look they're putting in the yeah. coinbase thing but it could have possibly kicked over and people would have just liked it and just stuck with it And of course he still right. would have the bsv split but this one might
1: not have happened i don't know what do you think of that theory? Like if the, if they had it in from day 1, then yeah, obviously like that's mm. already been expected. I mean, I don't think Bitcoin cash would have ever gotten as big as it is now. Like it would I don't think it would ever grab momentum because like you said it would look like a cash grab. Like <laughs> okay, we're going to fork Bitcoin, but we're going to take some of the percentage of the block rewards to us, an unknown team at the time. Like I don't think that ever would have flyed. I would assume at that point even more would have been put in like Segwit 2x. Um, which is kind of a segue into the whole minor signaling thing, but it, if it was in in the beginning, then yeah, I mean, it's there, so like that's mm-hmm. fine now, but I don't think it ever would have gotten any type of the momentum Bitcoin Cash would have if, if that was in from the beginning, so yeah, well, that hits on the minor signaling
0: thing, which um, I did pay attention, I think late 2016 when I was living all on Bitcoin, and then I was like waiting an hour, two hours for a confirmation. I was having to skip lunch because it wouldn't go through a dime, and I was just like, <laughs> "This sucks." And I started using Dash. So for the last year, that year, I was like out of out of it. I was like, "Well, I'm using something that works now. I don't really care which way the hash world goes." But I was still watching the 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 blocks, and it seemed like I remember it was like what 54 percent or something like that was like the height of was it bitcoin classic or xt whichever was the last
1: one there do you remember where uh, it was at the end well 2x signaling was like over 90%
0: yeah well that's so right before the the segwit acquiescence i okay. think it was at like 54 or 56% it was somewhere in the higher somewhere in the high 50s i think but not quite like super majority levels oh, okay and, and so that was like the signaling to increase the block size it was like most people and then mm-hmm you know, the New York agreement or whatever happened behind closed doors and all that kind of oh stuff. Oh my God. And they just said, look, let's make everyone happy. And of course, this is, you know, conspiracy, con- like, conspiracy talk to people outside of like, who don't really, aren't really part of the Bitcoin Cash world today. But basically it wasn't, it was never two sides disagreeing. It was, you know, a deliberate attempt by one to get their way and that's it. Like astroturf type thing, so that's why the compromise didn't work because it wasn't a compromise. It was, but briefly, I mean, signaling for Segwit 2x went to ninety four percent. It was in the nineties. Yeah, and logic dictates right that that means we're gonna get Segwit and we're gonna get two megabyte blocks. Got Segwit. What happened to the two megabyte blocks?
1: Yeah. um, Well, SegWit2x obviously happened like months after Bitcoin Cash was around. Uh, I don't forget the exact month, but um, Bitcoin Cash was created August 1st. Mm -hmm. And then I think the 2x signaling peaked in like November or something like that. It was a couple months later. Mm -hmm. And I mean, basically, there just wasn't, there was no software release for 2x. Like there there was no software to run for 2x. Mm -hmm. Um, so there like the miners all wanted this, but there there was nothing for them to actually to run. Yeah, and so that's that's a huge difference between now and then. And so as far as like relating back to the current day, Bitcoin Cash node right now has like seventy five percent of the signaling on Bitcoin Cash blocks. Uh, Bitcoin ABC just got a couple blocks signaling for them, like brand new as of like yesterday. Yeah, so they've had like three blocks so far, and so um the difference is Bitcoin cash node already has software that's being used. And yeah, it's a fork of ABC, but that makes it easy to drop into for people that have been running ABC to run Bitcoin cash node now. And so I, I don't, I guess that's a huge difference. I don't think like it's valid to say that minor signaling means absolutely nothing because like, obviously, obviously, obviously it means something. They put it in there, you know, yeah. they were not just going to put it in there for nothing. <laughs> yeah. And so
0: now minor signaling clearly indicates minor intent. Now, what we don't necessarily know if it signifies or not is does miner signaling equal a commitment to follow through and fork the coin on whatever? And so, for example, I think that was one of those issues with the Segwit2x thing is they love the idea, but they didn't quite buy the technical implementation. They got scared and then they went with the seasoned developers, right? And uh, Mm. through all the you know shit talking about the bitcoin core team um there's a reason why just about every single project out there um backports still to bitcoin core not because they like segwit not because they like their ideas or like their scaling type stuff but because there's just a lot of people ironing out bugs and optimizing the code and stuff like that and so there's that like right we're just gonna stick with what's safe and so right is abc the safe team like do people so bitcoin cash node from my understanding right now i guess is like it just forked bitcoin abc and hasn't yet done anything or had the opportunity to in all fairness right hasn't had the opportunity yet to show that they're competent developers
1: um i don't think i mean i don't think that's completely true um Mm. let me let me look at something quick but uh, as far as like ABC being the safe team, I mean, they just backport core. So yeah, um, <laughs> like that's the majority of what they have been doing. And they'll even like admit it because, and then they'll say it's because they haven't done the proper funding and we're back to score one. Right. And so uh, as far as like them being the safe team, I guess people say that they've been doing a great job for Bitcoin cash over the last three years. And um, I mean, I guess, We've had a couple opcodes here and there. We got Schnorr before core, but that was Mark Lundyberg, which wasn't even who isn't even part of ABC. And so a majority of what ABC has been doing has been backporting. So as far as like them being the safe team, like I guess, if you like backports, um it, and I, I think Cash Node wants to kind of go away from the backports a little bit and like actually like innovate. Um I know um Tooman, Jonathan Tuman just came out with something today, which is what I'm trying to find right now um about being like faster transaction propagation or something like that and i know he's been doing a lot of stuff i mean he he's he was the one that right wrote the um the new difficulty adjustment algorithm that both abc and cash note are going to be put in the assert one and so like he's not part of abc and so uh, i don't think you could really say abc is like the safe one by any means and then as far as like the cash node, that's always like a concern is, like has mm-hmm. they, have these guys actually proved themselves have they have they proved themselves and um I guess that is a concern, like as far as like them not being established developers um but I mean a lot of them have already contributed to ABC many times too, and they were like previous ABC uh contributors and now they're on bitcoin cash nodes. so um you could say they have uh, i mean and, and at first Amory wasn't really like a known developer in 2017 either mm-hmm, before he of made cash so Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and find this. this Yeah. So
0: that's, and ultimately the truth in the matter doesn't matter that much. It's the perception is what does the market perceive? And that's one thing I realized is, um, and I become kind of big on this concept of making people use money wherever possible. Like, for example, on social media, like people should pay a fraction of a cent to tweet, for example, and just like stuff like that. There's something about like opinions and all that kind of stuff that people always like, they always rally around their financial interests at the end of the day, you know, the the market prevails, right? And so, you know, like they could say, oh, I support this business or that business, but at the end of the day, they go to the one that serves them the best. And so at the end of the day, miners who are the ones who can make this kind of choice which is kind of weird that like holders can't really choose i mean they could dump coins on the market but that's it they don't they can't choose in the in the moment but miners will ultimately back whatever project they feel comfortable and safe with their money on and so the and the the idea is and of course uh, i believe in a head-to-head miners would back abc in a heartbeat however abc is taking money from them so that kind of evens the thing out. It's like, okay, where are you going to go with the safe option here or, you know, the safe expensive one, or are you going to go with the cheap one that could do the exact same thing, but maybe isn't as tried and true. And so that's probably like, that's why that there's a disagreement. I think is that, you know, some group is trying to charge them money where the other one isn't. But again, we'll see at the end of the day. I think that people will act in their economic interests. Um, it, you know, as far as like the actual voice that matters, which is resources, which is it's kind of cracks me up because outside of that, that realm, there's been a lot of shit show going on. And I've loved it of the realm of political posturing and communications, um, the stars of which have undoubtedly been Vin Armani and George Donnelly. You know, those guys, right?
1: Uh No, never heard of them. <laughs> so, yeah
0: yeah of course yes. both of them have blocked me on twitter so i use my socks to stalk them but of course uh they're it's funny because here's two characters who i believe are very similar i think that they like the personality wise all that kind of stuff tend to be pretty similar yet ended up on completely opposite ends of the spectrum of the the debate and are just like a hundred percent sure and predicting absolute victory and all this kind of stuff and it's like you know and always saying like like the Bitcheviks thing have you been called a Bitshevik by the way
1: oh many times
0: <laughs> okay that's that's just it's such a like can you just use uh, an expression that more people understand right away it's just like what is a <laughs> Bitchevik? it's like a bit of or a bitcoin Bolshevik, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a little, you know, a little dated of a reference, maybe. But like, what, what part of it is Bolshevik? Like, well, the fact that they use this these terms over and over... they're collectivists. Uh, okay. Like, it's a collective thingy because they collectively don't like us. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. I don't exactly. know. Just, I'm scratching my head. Like I, and then
1: it's, it's summed up. Yeah, they collectively yeah. don't like us. Yes,
0: but. I will take an opportunity of, yes, Great wolf. Finn did block me on Twitter a long time ago because I said something that he didn't agree with and that's what he does. Um, but now George Donnelly unblocked me so he could yell at me because this fellow, for those who don't know, and you know, <laughs> I, I take every opportunity I can to say something. Uh, he used to move he used to live here in New Hampshire where I live. He was part of the Free State Project and he ran like the Facebook group. And he started using it to promote abject political candidates and stuff like that. And then the Face Free State Project, which is a nonprofit, said, "Yo, yo, yo, you can't do that. This is a apolitical movement of just like move and promote liberty, however you want." And besides, tax exempt, we're gonna lose that. And he just rage quit, and deleted the whole group, and made everyone star from zero. So people hated him from that. They didn't, didn't know that one. Then oh, yeah. he migrated over to dash which was quite the shit show because pretty quickly everyone who worked with him grew to hate his guts but that's just like you could say personality conflict he started um basically there was a different adoption teams that were signing up merchants and he would send his people to other other uh, businesses that were onboarded by other teams, complementary teams, but apparently competing in his mind, and bully them into trying to get them to change their point-of-sale software so it would count for one of his. So he was like, and like they would give calls and stuff to like, hey, there's some guys here they're like, some thugs showed up and are using like physical intimidation. Are they they Dash people? What the hell is going on? He was doing weird stuff like that. And some leaked messages from his, his former cronies put out a um, they they leaked a message where he's just saying like what dirt can we get on these other teams so we can like replace them and stuff. So that was all that was all that stuff. And by the end of it, when he before he got run out of town, he actually was um, his transaction tracker of all like the hundreds and hundreds of merchants around Colombia that he supposedly onboarded. After he he was basically taking his subsidy and paying people to buy their lunch for them. So it'd count as like transactions. And as soon as the money dried up, there was like two transactions a day at most. And I have those old screenshots like, <laughs> of all that. It just like, he did nothing for adoption. Just like, it was all a ruse. And then as soon as he left, I messaged Roger and was like, yo, I don't know for sure, but the next la- logical step is he's going for Bitcoin Cash. It could be Decred or PIVX or something like that that has a treasury. But just so you know, and guess what? I hate being right. So he's out there being George's gonna George. And yeah, everyone wow. is gonna learn eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, his flip starter went through. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yep. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He promised a lot of deliverables, a lot of deliverables out of that. So
0: um well we'll we'll see what happens. The most re- the reason he's back in the news is he his YouTube channel got shut down for a copyright claim, which yeah. I don't really care too much. Like as far as like copyright claims, I don't really care about IP anyway. But it seems like he did a lot of work for Bitcoin ABC. And then before he stabbed him in the back, he took the videos and trying to use them for his own stuff. And they just, they're being petty back and saying, you know what? Screw you. We're going to take down your
1: YouTube channel. So, it's so a little, yeah. A little petty you know what, right what, now. Specifically what happened with that situation is that he did like a four-day live stream, like the three-year mm-hmm. anniversary. And it was on ABC's channel. But apparently he didn't work for ABC anymore at that point. Mm-hmm. And so it was never in his contract to do this live stream on August 1st. And so he did this live stream, and interviewed a lot of people actually, like, during the stream. And then um, and then he, like, officially stopped working for them publicly a couple of days later. And then he started uploading these videos that were originally on the live stream. I think, like, the live stream, the whole live stream was on ABC's channel. And then he uploaded them all to his channel. And then ABC started saying, hey, this is ours, this is ours, this is ours. And then after three copyright strikes, his whole YouTube channel got deleted. So um, yeah, which had like. So and now he's saying he's getting lawyers. Or... Yeah, now he's saying he's getting lawyers involved because you know contracts and everything. And nobody's actually seen this contract. So he's been talking a lot about it. So uh, uh, I don't know if it's just pushing the George brand at this point with the Bitcoin Cash, but yeah, it's a ABC has unleashed a monster onto Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> and now it's backfiring on them at least so yeah
0: this is um i don't know I, the thing is i i do think um <laughs> in the understatement of the century in the live chat here great wolf says is it just me or does george <laughs> seem to have a poor reputation with those days, worked with him why is that oh well you know pick your pick your thing and uh it's funny because he got like most recently when I said something of this effect on Twitter, um, when I said just about everyone he's ever like, worked with has, you know, regretted it. And, you know, from free state project to dashed to now ABC. And then who knows in the future? And then he unblocked me just to yell at me, which I love it when people do that. And he just says, you claim falsely that I worked for the free state project. Again, I just said anyone who's ever worked with them from blah, blah, blah. Therefore, you're a liar. What else is he lying about? <laughs> <And he's, laughs> I'm probably reblocked by now. I didn't check, but anyway, uh, that's enough on George. In fact, that's probably enough on this whole stream. You got your own one to do, right?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, it's my hundredth episode today, so awesome. It's probably gonna go for a while. So if you, if you want to join me, I'm probably gonna take five minute break here and then uh, start that boy up. So
0: yeah, I'll definitely join. So where can people find more about what you do? and which is just a segue because you're
1: about to do this like right now yeah uh you can just uh on twitter colin instead or uh just youtube colin instead my channel should be up there and uh yeah i'll go youtube and twitch for this for this guy usually i don't stream usually do like 30 minutes to so my my show in general is i usually alternate going like a show all by myself where i talk Mm -hmm. about topics current events all that and then i'll do like an interview the, another day during the week. And I, those usually ask for an hour. And then, um, yeah, it's mostly centered around Bitcoin Cash, of course. Uh, sometimes I venture out a little bit, but it's usually centered around Bitcoin Cash. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for kind of like it is. So uh, I actually have a Rocket League tournament tonight that we play for Bitcoin Cash. So <laughs> it should be fun.
0: Fantastic. So. <laughs> well, I'll join you over there in a second. So for everyone watching, thanks a ton for... Uh, joining me make sure to subscribe to the channel because you might be new and you might just be like oh wow this guy actually does some cool stuff um and as always coin tr.ee slash the desert links not the desert linux don't worry um (laughs) yeah then you can leave a it just because it's not a live chat doesn't mean i won't get it you can leave a donation with a message and i will like tweet you out i do it to everyone so you could definitely do that and um i'm going to hit the the end credits that have the whole you know sponsor linked stuff and you can go in the description of the video after it's live not live but after it's up and go click on that or if you're listening to this on the podcast the audio one show notes so everyone go follow follow colin he collins it like it is (laughs) and yeah head over to his stream and we're gonna have a good one uh bye everyone see you in a couple weeks thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and donate to support the show by going to my Cointree page, that's cointr.ee slash thedesertlinks, and leave a message with your donation. Check out the show's sponsors. Live on crypto with BitRefill. Buy absolutely anything with crypto with Shop and Bit. Avoid content censorship with Odyssey. Protect your privacy online with NordVPN. Get paid to search with PreSearch. All links are in the show notes.